Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to the last couple episodes. It's been a, it's been great to see how many listeners I've gotten lately because it's it's been quite an uptick. And if some of you are interested in um, the project that me and my friends Lauren and Larry have been working on, at uh, the behest of Lauren, <laughs> hi Lauren. Um, then you should go check out the, the Uncanny Curse podcast in whatever you're using to listen to me right now. It also probably has that podcast on, probably has our, our podcast on it. Uh, it's just us just digging into old 70s X-Men comics and like, just really tearing those things a new one because they are... They're fucking something else. I put the trailer in, um, I put the trailer and the link to the episode in the last Sunday edition. So if you go in this feed to that episode, you just look at the um, description, you should be able to click it and it will take you right to the show. That said, what I want to talk about today is something I find slightly unnerving but very odd. I was I was torn between two things, and I'm probably gonna do the um, other thing, to other thing next Sunday because this is uh, this just this really has been striking me for a couple weeks, and that is the like core fan bases of shows obsessing over when they're going to hear the next the about the next adventure of their of whatever show it is. And if you've been on the if you've been on in the anime universe, you probably know that at this point I'm talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I've I'm not a huge JoJo's person. What I've seen of it I've really liked. Episode um part four is probably my favorite just because it's a weird fucking puzzle box nightmare. Um also but, so I understand why people like it, and it, it it has this cult status that it's earned by being so weird and so over the top and, like, so homoerotic and all these different, like, everything JoJo does, it does to an extreme that is unique even for anime. Um, it, like, so it... It kind of earns it earned itself this rabid fan base over the years, and it also is infamous because it's the first attempt at an at an adaptation of JoJo's was all at once super aimed at being a global project. Like they, I I think Iraqi may have helped direct the dub, the the English dub for that for the like '90s JoJo, but it also. What came in an era of such heavy censorship that, like, there was just stuff that they just entirely cut out of that thing, even in Japan, because they, they were worried about what would happen. <laughs> um, and so it has this, like, cult-like status among, in anime fandom because of the way it is and because of its history and because Iraqi is a seemingly immortal vampire, like, somewhat like Dio, who never ages. (laughs) Um, But 
since since about Stardust Crusaders, which I think is part three, since, since part three, since part three of the current iteration of JoJo, JoJo's has been super popular. And the reason why um, JoJo's part one and JoJo's part two didn't really catch on is because it's probably because JoJo's part one is all about magical breathing to fight vampires, using magical breathing to fight vampires in jolly old England. Um, it's become more popular retroactively because of the way the the kind of cool way JoJo's like leads itself in and out of its own series, but since Stardust Crusaders Part Three. It has always been super popular. And yes, there's always a like, yes, there's always a possibility that something that's super popular won't get another season or won't get another adaptation or something. But the, the bottom line is, and the thing that I think, the thing, this, things that fans, especially Matt, the thing that fans, not a single fan, not like a single person, actually the best way I want to describe what I'm about to, the best way I want to pitch what I'm about to talk about is from a quote from a movie called Men in Black. If you've ever seen the first Men in Black, you probably remember Tommy Lee Jones saying this exact line. People aren't smart. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals and you know it. What I mean by that is, like, if you ask a, ask a single person who's really into JoJo's, like, do you think there'll be another, do you think they'll make part six is what we're up to currently? They would probably say, of course, part five was everywhere. It was super popular. Part four was everywhere. It was super popular. I love both of them. I love both part four and part five. Part six is amazing. Uh, but the... The populace functions differently, and a a good way to judge a fan to judge a fan base of the mob is by the lowest common denominator because they will inevitably drag everyone down. And I'm not ascribing this to any particular person on Twitter or any like real human. Sometimes it just it's just mob mentality that takes over, and that's what drags everybody down. And there's this thing that ends up happening of, like, you know, and it happened with Food Wars, too, for a while, until Food Wars started to, like, not be, until the adaptation of Food Wars started to not be as good as the, um, what's it called, as the, um, original source material, as the original manga for Food Wars, and that's a, that's a really unfortunate that's a really unfortunate byproduct of popularity in that it, it, in media, if you, if you have a popular thing, your goal is to make as much of it as possible. But at a certain point, you tip over, the, you, you tip the scale from being popular, but like, in a, but like in the right amount to ubiquitous. And while it is... It, it seems popular. It's really not as popular as the next thing coming up. Um, you 
have seen that with Marvel. And Marvel, every couple Marvel movies, gets an injection of like, holy shit, that was a good one. That was a real one, yeah. And in um, Marvel's case, probably the most recent to that was not Endgame. I think the most recent Marvel movie ever was like, fuck, this is awesome, was Black Panther. And that happens with all popular things. It's like, there's... Even if you look at arcs of, of individual arcs of shonen shows, there are better arcs and there are worse arcs. And if you talk to like a fan of One Piece, they'll be like, this arc is better than this arc, that arc is better than that arc. But the overall part, the overall popularity of One Piece is not in question. That's why it has like over a thousand episodes or some such nonsense. Um, or like it, the episodes are in like the 900s or something. Um, but the thing about a show like JoJo's is it existed in, and the thing about not only shows like JoJo's but show but Anime in general is it has existed in such a in such a like niche status that fans of these shows and fans of anime almost don't know how to act as just you know like the same in the same way as Marvel fans do. When Marvel fans immediately immediately know that there's gonna be another Captain America movie. They also know that there's gonna be this, that, and the other thing. And they hope for other things, but they're not like they're usually not super railing about like, you know, why haven't you given us like blah 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 because they have this trust that if they go see the other stuff and the other stuff is super popular the media machine will just pump stuff out. And that's just not true in the minds of most anime fans. So you get things like, you know, the universe fucking asking about JoJo's Part 6 Stone Ocean. When the answer, the answer, as soon as Part 5 ended and people loved Part 5, was always going to be yes. It may have taken it, but the other thing is that, like, something people understand about movies that they don't, something people understand, something people used to understand about media before media was this bingeable thing is that you had to wait an amount of time to get another piece of media. And in... The first, the first thing that I can remember doing this this way was the Harry Potter movies, where they shot. I think, um, well, especially the seventh movie where they released it literally in two parts. But the seventh Harry Potter movie was shot all at once, which just they shot the whole fucking thing of like fucking six hour long cut of Harry Potter, and then they. But they designed it to be just cut in half, and they gave you Harry Potter Part 7, Harry Potter 7 Part 1, and Harry Potter 7 Part 2. And the reason they did that was to make show, make it so you didn't have to sit in a theater for six hours watching Harry Potter. 
Because even for Harry Potter fans, that would be a lot. But the... That became a precursor to the kind of binge-watching we do now. It is not uncommon even for me to sit down, binge a whole anime series, or binge a whole television show, or watch three movies in a day. And But that's not the way that... That's not the speed at which anime can be produced. And that's part of the reason why the, like... Crunchyroll, like, like, why Crunchyroll hasn't changed into a, like, a facsimile of the Netflix of anime, and because they don't want to set up the assumption that you'll be able to binge the latest shows. They want to set up the assumption that, hey, this is where you come for week-to-week anime. And we get you lot, and we get active users that come back every week to watch the same shows over and over and over again, and that's important to them because of the way that websites report numbers. Um, the way Netflix does it is—I don't know if you noticed—they hold whole seasons until they're done, and then they release them in they release them as bingeable things you can sit there and watch for like hours, and. The reason why I always say, and you probably heard me say this in the um, on the Thursday show, the reason why Netflix always has two seasons of everything is because they want, because in this, I'm serious about this, they want the announcement of a season and that subsequent first season to be on to get somebody on board to get to get a user to sign up for Netflix, and they want a second season coming up to keep that user signed up for Netflix. And then at the point at which, like, you teeter out, uh, that teetered out, that person had already been subscribed to Netflix for two years, and generally speaking, they will usually stay subscribed to Netflix. Um, and so, there's this content race that's been happening among all of these streaming networks, including Crunchyroll and Verve and um, High Dive and all, all the and um, you know HBO Max put his hand in put his hand in the ring because it's part of Crunchyroll and it got because Crunchyroll is part of AT and T, which also owns HBO and blah 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 brand deals. Um, but it also went out and did the massive deal of like, Ghibli, let us give you money for rights to stream your music, your movies in America, please. And they have the I'm no I'm not kidding the entire Ghibli li- library just there for you when you sign up for HBO Max. And that's a big deal. That's like a that's a exclusive lockup to HBO Max that they have over the offerings of. Netflix or Amazon Prime, which Amazon Prime did the weirdest version of this deal, and they went to an entire programming block, and they said, we want the Noitamina block exclusively. And that's how, they, after they fucked up with Anime Strike, that's how they handled, actually during the time they were fucking up with Anime Strike, that's how they handled their, like, anime play, so to speak. And... 
So all of this stuff is true. Anime is anime is a earner of eyeballs. And there and now there's money in it. There's money to be run, there's money to be bled from that stone. And what's also true is when um when a main, when a super mainstream newspaper like the New York Times goes to write about I forget when this article when this article happened, but you can find it, I'm sure. Goes to write about all these different niche streaming services and the best things on them. They write about when they get to Crunchyroll in the same in the same sentence they mention JoJo's Stardust Crusaders. JoJo's is not a niche show at it's hard to argue that JoJo's is truly a like, you know, indie darling of a show that doesn't that won't garner mainstream dream attention when the New York Times is name dropping in an article, and not just like the art section, like the media section where it matters, <laughs> and as a result, it's just it. Part of the reason I did, um, I decided to do this Sunday edition was because I, anime fans, because of the amount of time that most anime fans are really into it, which is about two years, and because of the, like, middleman layer of, you know, Crunchyroll and all the other, and all the other licensors and streaming networks, don't have a great, um, media don't don't have a great like media education and they don't really they don't get the concept of they don't always super get the concept of season cycles and of you know um promotional cycles and all this other stuff and they also don't get the concept always because they usually skew on the younger side of especially now that it's not done immediately. Like, that you... That I don't think a responsible animation studio would necessarily commit to JoJo's... To doing, like, part six of JoJo's, which is a, seriously where this all started. Or even plate two... Second, the second plate of um, Food Wars, which was another big, like, when the... F- fuck are we doing this? When are we getting into this weird shit? Before they had like done the ba- done the backlog work, before they had like an episode in the can. And that takes time. That especially with all the covid stuff, which I'm sure has affected the like announcement and release schedules of studios, especially studios working on multiple projects. It it will affect it will affect that cycle even more. So it, people are making whole blogs on the fact that like a JoJo's website was established. It, that could be anything. You know, it, JoJo's is so popular that at some point it will get the the entirety of JoJo's will be adapted into anime. I have no doubt. So if you're listening to this and that's your big worry, 
do not worry. It will just happen. But... A, maybe try and branch out from JoJo. Maybe try and find some other stuff out there. Um, you can listen to my Thursday shows in this very feed for recommendations. Um, but also, give the creators time. Give the people who make the media that you love time. Because if you don't, or you demand it too quickly, or someone... Or someone somewhere gets the sense of like, oh, we got to strike while that iron's fucking hot. Then you get a scenario like One Punch Man Season 2. In which, um, what's it called? Um, the studio that, I forget the name of the studio that animated it. Um, the studio that animated One Punch Season 1, One Punch Man Season 1. Just had too many conflicts, couldn't do season two. Just couldn't do season two. In a timely fashion that the, like, production committee for that show wanted. Because they knew it was so popular. So they jumped to a different, they jumped to a different studio. They just couldn't get it done the right way. I mean, they, Madhouse, the the people did the first season. I forget who did the second season but they it's not that they're a bad animation studio it's that they just weren't they just weren't prepared to do that show and as a result you have like Janos's weird fucking arms in season two and all this like weird just not very good not very well paced not all there in a way that it should have been show that's a real shame, and is largely because the show is so popular, and people were so fucking ravenous for more, that the studio felt, that the production committee felt pressured to, like, switch studios so the thing could get made. And the end, the end result is something that most people are just not happy with. And... Uh, I don't think that um, they, that that would happen with JoJo's because um, David Productions has done so well with such a has so done so well solving such a unique set of problems to get that thing to to on screen. But just remember when you're like foaming at the mouth for part six, what? What quality do you want the thing that you're going to get to be? And this holds true for any big thing that, like, people want. Like, what is the quality you want? Like, do you, because, uh, and I know this from when I was a graphic designer, there was, I, don't, I, I mean, you never stop being a graphic designer, honestly, but you stop doing it for money. Um, you stop doing it to, like, or to like earn a living and like pay the bills, so to speak. In as a graphic designer and as a lot of like creative jobs, there's a saying that goes, "You can have fat that goes fast, cheap, good, expensive." 
pick one. Or, or, or pick two. And there are like two that don't work together and that's cheap and good. That, that doesn't work together. Fast and expensive work together. Good and expensive work together. Good and fast work together. But cheap and good don't. They just don't. And fast and good don't. Because it's to create good art, and that's what anime is at its core. It is artistic expression molded into a shape that, into entertainment, requires time. So, you know, give David Production time. Give, you know, give the production committee time. And you'll like what you see at the end process better. And that stands for any... You can slot this... You can slot JoJo's out for any ravenous fan base anime out there that is like foaming at the mouth for a new, for a new adaptation. For, for, for a like second season or more or whatever. Yeah. If the show was popular enough... It will get more. If it isn't, that's a different conversation. And oftentimes, if it isn't, you don't get this, like, super freak out. Because the people who watched it know it wasn't popular. And they know they're happy with what they've got. And they're, like, more than happy to just have that. And, as opposed to having nothing. So, on that note, this is going to be where I end it this week. Um... If you like this show, you can subscribe to the podcast in whatever you're using to listen to me right now. And if you like X-Men, like I said at the beginning, you can go in whatever you're using to listen to me right now and search Uncanny and search the Uncanny Curves podcast. And episodes come out twice, twice a month, once every two weeks on the 1st and 15th. The first episode is already out there. Um, go give it a listen. It really helps the show, you know, get higher up in the rankings or whatever. But until Thursday, I've been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday edition. And I'll talk to you on Thursday.